SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi everyone, creators, light seekers, makers of all things beautiful. I've decided to revive SheQuest podcast. I've felt really inspired to share one of my latest audio essays. And I'm not saying this is like a new season, season six, but I think I'll just revive the podcast whenever I really feel moved by um, a subject, a theme, and I want to share with you in a long form situation. I often find that social media is it's not great with nuances and truthfully the complexity of being human. I still love to read a long form essay. I think it's no secrets. I love books and I think a long form can really just display again the and widen our perspective and it's not just black or white right there's so many shades of gray and for what I'm passionate about and what I've often used my platform for for example you know exploring navigating grief and yoga and yoga philosophy and embodied movement and meditation and tantric practices and the dynamic of Shakti and our lives and power and our voices, our femininity, our masculinity, and all, and our beauty and the art that is our lives requires just more than you know a split of a second moment on social media. So that's really how moving forward, I'd love to use my podcast. I'm starting with this essay, um, which I titled the case for, you know, what what will people think? And this has come up a lot in my studentship and I, I wanted to give it an answer. I hope that you enjoy the installments of this podcast. Uh, and I love it when you reach out to me and because that inspires me. Your questions inspire me. Your conversations inspire me. I have the best community ever and I feel just so privileged that you are part of this greater movement to live aware and bold in the world. Thank you so much for being here. I love you all so much. Yours and magic, Easter. The case for, but what will people think? Five reasons to show your art and be yourself. As a mindful art educator, creativity coach, spiritual mentor, and visual artist, I have witnessed the unfolding and healing journey of many creative souls. My students love to convince me that the art they make is not good enough, that it's not fit to sell, and other mostly made-up excuses. But the most common and embedded phrase that I've come across is definitely, 
But what will people think? It became ever so poignant a few weeks ago as two of my longtime students were hesitant on releasing incredible creative projects they've been nurturing for years. Here I was, on fire, attesting and convincing them of their work and the miraculous quality of their art as a service to our world's creative health. This audio essay is a persuasive stance and a case for the old, but what will people think disorienting dilemma many of us face when it comes to sharing pieces of ourselves and our personal expression of soul to the world. My hope is that it will help you show your art, show yourself, and unapologetically risk being yourself. Brene Brown writes, if you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion, I'm not interested in or open to your feedback. There are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave with their own lives, but will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us trying to dare greatly. Their only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear-mongering. If you're criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I'm not interested in your feedback. This quote from Brene Brown rumbles through me first because I forget that almost 99% of onlookers and internet strangers are not in the arena with me. To put it bluntly, literally no one is qualified to have an opinion on your art. I learned this the hard way just a few weeks back when I ended out surveys to my retreat participants. We had just finished the most incredible, soulful, memorable week in El Salvador. And as I usually do, I ended out surveys on getting feedback of my students' experiences. I want to point out here that there is nothing wrong with surveys, but also that I personally thought my retreat had been a masterful success. I was 110% content with it. Reading the feedback, it dawned on me that my students were not qualified to give me feedback. Had they run an international family retreat ever in their life? No. Had they ever held a week-long healing container filled with different dynamics and levels? No. Why was I fishing for advice and feedback from humans that were just not in the arena with me? It was so radical, you know. I stopped reading the surveys instantly. So much so, I don't think I will ever give surveys out again. The briefing with my assistant keep on educating myself on delivering culturally sensitive and powerful retreats and simply just earnestly wanting to deliver the most magical and sacred experience for my retreat, that is enough. The rest is not up to me. Which jumps on to my second reason for this case, a return to source. Who do you make art for? Do you make art for the ones that will criticize it? Do you make art for your haters and judges? Do you make art for your cat? 
my deepest hope is that you make art for yourself. Go back to your whys. If you truly make art to help yourself to heal, to slow down, to feel alive, to have fun, to get curious, to explore, if you truly make art for yourself, then who freaking cares what other people think? Making art for yourself is enough. Sharing it is the syrup on the pancake. It's reaching the peak of the hike. It's the end of the exile. My responsibility lies in finishing the creative cycle of whatever I am making. And maybe, just maybe, that includes showing it. But remember, the rest, it's not up to me. Moreover, it's not up to me if people understand my art or not. Heck, you don't even have to understand why this is your art. After I lost my two-and-a-half-year-old son, Tommy, I was obsessed with painting flowers. Never once had painted flowers in my life, but, but now flowers were pouring out of me. I never asked myself why I painted flowers. I only knew I wasn't depressed when I painted them, that the wild force of grief was dancing through me when I did, and so I painted flowers. I didn't try to rationalize it, intellectualize my emotions, or think of my audience around it. I just painted. I posted every day my blooming sketchbooks on Instagram. My art didn't and doesn't need to make sense or tell a story or be on brand or accommodate its viewers. How we impact others positively and or negatively, it's not up to us. We are the creators, but more so we let the ideas be housed through us. Our responsibility lies in showing up for unique expressions of souls. The rest It's not up to me. Guy Community is a soul support group program for women through the practices of meditation, embodied movement, and creativity, helping you build intuition and soul alignment. Guy Community is now open for enrollment from June 15th to July 1st inclusively. Visit EstelleThompson.com, that's E-S-T-E-L-L-E-T-H-O-M-S-O-M dot com for more information. See you in guide. Lindsay Thompson has the same last name as me, Thompson Nopi. But for the purpose of this argument, she is the facilitator of the 100-Day Project. And she shared this really cool Instagram stories with us on her stories. About a decade ago, she made these Anything is Possible stencils and went around San Francisco and spray painted Anything is Possible everywhere. And she said it was really fascinating to see how people engage with the Anything is Possible vandalism. Some would add, nope, it's not possible. Some would love it. The other day, one of her friends confided in her that a relative of hers had seen the Anything is Possible relic and through a particularly rough time, and they got it tattooed on them. 
Lindsay never thought her art could go this far, you know? Something that she did 10 years ago still had power today. So to support my point, the power of your art to impact others, it's not up to you. The possibilities are far greater than you think. I think about the concept of beauty often. We are so misled by the mission of beauty in our lives. Have you ever asked yourself who told you what was beautiful and not beautiful? Art is subjective. Culture has so much influence on the way we perceive beauty. Trends come and go. Something is beautiful one year and the other years we turn our backs to it. Again, I ask, who told you this was beautiful or not beautiful? Not only do you not need to understand the art that you make, but you do not need to think it's beautiful. It's not up to you. When we are at the service of our art, we get to make way for what wants to make way. We get to be in devotion to our inspiration, to the spark of life that lives deep within us. What would happen if you let yourself make shitty art? And who told you it was shitty? What would have happened if you gave yourself permission to screw up, to make it look like poop? Beauty is subjective. The rest is not up to me. I brought my teachings of Venus de Lossel to Anne Berube's happy session. Venus de Lossel is a sculpture found in 1910 on the entrance of a cave in south of France. She represents the matriarchal head of the tribal community before Jesus Christ, a time when women were revered. Thousands of figurines like her were found all over old Europe displaying all shapes of women and forms. Venus is portrayed with a large bosom and swollen belly. She represents fertility and the source of life. Anyways, we conversed about how different our upbringing would have been had we been exposed to images like Venus and representation of women like her growing up in America. One student of Anne, who was African, spoke passionately and beautifully about her culture, and that is just not an issue where she's from, that large, voluptuous women are seen as great, graceful, beautiful, and a sign of life. This was really insightful for those of us who grew up in North America. You know, beauty is highly dependable on culture, and our subjective lens on beauty is It's just so important to have this awareness of the just how wide beauty can can be, how subjective it is. Truth be told, I didn't want to bring love into my essay, but it would appear I have no choice for the fifth and final argument for my case for on how, but what would people think? So my question to you is, can you risk being loved as you are? The more we don't engage with the world, the more afraid we are of it. It's easier not to share than to share. I'll give you this. But at what cost? Can you risk being loved as you are, a messy, imperfect human? 
After making my documentary about my son passing away, I had someone email me, how dare you call yourself a visionary? A visionary is for people like Mother Teresa and Gandhi's of this world, but you, you're not a visionary. Upon receiving this email, I acknowledge just how hurt and um, unhealed this person is. But at the end of the day, it's really not up to me whether she thought of herself as a visionary or not, that we didn't need to have the same views on what it means to be a visionary. And that, you know what? That's okay. I'm not meant for everyone, and my art isn't either, and that's okay. The rest is really not up to me. So go out there. Engage with the world. Show yourself. The more you engage with it, the less afraid you will be of it. My creative practices have made me invincible. I know that moving forward... Anything can happen to me. I swear anything. Silly strangers on the internet can attack me and my husband can say the wrong thing about a a piece I'm really proud of. And guess what? It really doesn't matter because with that perspective, I'll just make more art out of that too. You know, I get it. We all need to feel as if our lives matter, that we are seen and recognized. And so... I say this, allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to be loved. It is a disservice to not share your art with us. And by the way, sharing your art doesn't instantly mean you need to post it on the internet. My best tip, get yourself a group of humans that are in the arena with you. A group that is able to attentively look at your art and not understand it and be okay with it. A group that knows that beauty is subjective. That encourages you to show yourself as you are. Reveal yourself as you are. A group that knows with conviction that the refinement of our art is in its daily practice, not the end product. And remember, this is not the last piece of art you'll ever make. This is part of a bigger macro divine plan for us. Oh, I can't wait to see what you make. Your muse fairy, always, E-Star. For more episodes like this, you can find SheQuest Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Estelle's website. That's EstelleThompson.com.